Welcome to Verity Ed, where parents are primary. Today I am going to talk about our homeschool curriculum for math. I will tell you what I use and why, and what I do when it's not working, how to troubleshoot, and finally I will answer every objection you've ever had to Saxon math. I received my math wisdom from Laura Burquist at Mother of Divine Grace School and from my own parents. Yay! If you love Laura Berquist, please give this video a thumbs up right now just to show your affirmation for her. If you want to hear more about the questions and decision making that goes into choosing your own classical math curriculum or program, please check out my video, Five Tips to Choosing a Classical Math Curriculum. So what's my math curriculum for the early, early years? And I'm talking up through five or six years old traditionally up until first grade. Well, the early years are great for counting. In his book, Beauty and the Word, Stratford Caldecott writes that naming is the first human task. And young children are just starting to give names to things, names to different quantities. They are gathering the names. So that's what I do with my kids. We name things. And there are so many things to count in the world. You can count blocks, you can count calico critters, you can count baking, you can count Cheerios, and as I mentioned, edible objects are always preferable. We also learn to name things like shapes, triangle, we count the sides on the triangle, we talk about taking away or adding to a group or putting things in groups and sorting. This is really all math and it's training their minds to give the proper name of quantity or shape to different objects that they encounter in the world. And to them, it's fun. Like the find the rectangle game waiting in the doctor's office is surprisingly time consuming for a three-year-old or a four-year-old. And you just did math for the day. So think of it very broadly in those early years, it's great. What about formal? So when I get to formal math, and we really do kick that in about the end of kindergarten, beginning of first grade, depending on the child, um, how comfortable they are with the fine motor skills, etc. I follow the Mother of Divine Grace pattern of using a Becca workbooks, late kindergarten maybe, definitely first through third grade. And honestly, I skip a lot of the kindergarten numbers program with various children, as I mentioned, for different reasons, but I will tell you, here's when I do use it. If you as a parent want some structure and a plan so that you don't constantly have to be thinking, are we doing enough counting and shape naming? If you want to do that, if you want that, go with Abeka numbers. Or if you have a child who enjoys workbooks and enjoys more formal number recognition exercises, if they get a kick out of it, then just go for it. Do the numbers. When do I skip it? Well, I skip it when the child is simply not interested or ready for it because they will learn their numbers in first grade. They will learn uh, letter and number formation at that point. And so I'm not too stressed out. So we're not going to make this the sword upon which we fall in kindergarten. I'm more interested in developing their obedience, their docility, their attention, their curiosity. For more on what I am looking for in kindergarten, you can check out my video on the four habits of highly classical preschoolers. The other time I'll skip it is if you're able to integrate their activities for your preschoolers on naming into day-to-day -day life in a way that you feel confident. If you're confident it's happening, don't wonder if you're missing something in the workbooks. You know best, you know your child best, and you know what numbers they know best. 
Another note on the primary years up through kindergarten, you can start doing math and more workbook written math at any point. Don't feel like you missed the kindergarten boat if your five-year-old was not interested in writing math problems in September. You can always start her in January if she shows a desire to do so at that point, or if you have a desire to do so at that point. So now I'm going to look at ABECA and why I use it first through third grade. ABECA homeschool curriculum has a lot of activities uh, for each lesson for different concepts, and they speak to all different kinds of learning styles. I don't use all the activities for every lesson because I have six children and because I think my kids would cry if I did. That would be a lot of math. But you're able to, once you get the hang of how they work and how your child works with math, you can pick and choose those activities that are most going to strengthen your child. They're most doable, both for you and for him or her. I also love Abeka because like Saxon, it has a tight, a small spiral review method so that most of what your child is doing every day is something that they've already been doing. They're reviewing. They're coming from a place of strength to math. There might be one new concept. There might be a different type of drill of the same concept going on. But for the most part, they are doing their math work from a place of strength which is eminently classical. So once they hit ABECA 3 or Arithmetic 3 and they complete that year of multiplication, long division, lots of fractions and unit conversions, then I move them over to Saxon per the recommendation of Mother of Divine Grace. Why do I do that? Because once they've gotten through Arithmetic 3, they've really mastered the four operations and the tables or the flashcards that go along with them. Addition, subtraction, multiplication and division. They've also done a lot of work with fractions, decimals, and like I said, unit conversion. Also, when they get to the third, fourth, fifth grade range of uh, capabilities with their fine motor skills, they are more comfortable with the rigorous work that Saxon does require in copying out problems and showing all the steps to getting the right solution. And again, I love Saxon for its incremental development and because it has that short, tight spiral of review, primarily review for the day-to-day -day work. The concepts really do build one upon the other gradually and very logically. So your child is exercising their logic muscles as well as just their mathematical skills from day to day. John Saxon himself wrote, and I quote, Mathematics is not difficult. Mathematics is just different. And time is the elixir that turns things different into things familiar. And Saxon Math will do this for your child. If you're an athlete, you've probably heard the term time over tension, and that's that isometric hold on the muscles, like planking or doing a squat and holding it for a minute, ouch, um, that really builds the muscle. And Saxon math is truly the time over tension of the mathematics world. When you hold your children accountable to Saxon math and you're constantly doing corrections with them in a timely manner, you're also training them to teach themselves math because of the slow incremental development. So what are the most common objections to Saxon math to which I will now give a robust reply? The first one I hear is that it is boring. Well, from my point of view, boring is not so much inherent to a program as it is to a person's take on it and how they're approaching it. 
Saxon might be called boring if the child seeing it as it doesn't have colored illustrations, it's repeating a lot of the same concepts day after day, and you can talk to your child about why that is. We're focusing more on skills and reviewing them under new applications constantly. Also, if your child has shown mastery in skills, so for example, if they take test 12 and they get 100% on it, then you can give them a couple of days where they only do half of the problems as a reward for mastering and then go back to the full scale. So you can use the length of the drills um, as a reward. You cut back sometimes. It doesn't have to be that way. I wouldn't characterize Saxon as drill-oriented. I would characterize it as review-oriented. It's by the constant washing over of time, like the tide on your child's brain, that they are going to really imbibe these mathematical concepts and the logic that connects them one to the other. On the flip side, I have also heard it said that Saxon math is not drill-oriented enough. This accusation looks at the fact that Saxon math gives a new concept to a student, then maybe five, six, seven practice problems just on that concept, and then they move them right into 30 problems of review. Some, some parents find that this is not enough uh, practice of a particularly challenging concept perhaps for their child, and then their child starts to struggle with it and the whole thing snowballs because it is so incremental. So this is how I deal with that, and I have had to deal with that in my own homeschool. I don't think it's worth pitching out the baby with the bathwater, uh, and there are ways to find to reinforce particular concepts. So if I see a pattern emerging with a child who has clearly missed one of the key concepts from earlier in their incremental development, what we'll do is go back and go to a different resource outside of Saxon to drill that concept. We like to use Khan Academy. I've also seen families use the Matthew C workbooks and Math Mammoth to do that. So it's not something that you should check out the whole program, but it is something that you may have to be aware of and work around. Another accusation and complaint is that Saxon doesn't really use calculators. I'm not sure why this is a problem um, because speed comes faster if you just know the math. They do use calculators later on as they're getting into pre-trig, so it's just not true. But in the early years, kids shouldn't be using calculators. And part of the thing that actually slows them down with their math is having to stop, look at the machine, type it in correctly, get the answer, and put it back out. It's not forcing them to stay fresh on and really master those math facts that facilitate ease with difficult math concepts. The final objection I see to Saxon math a lot is that there's a lack of creativity in the way things are presented, and there's not a lot of team play going on and real-world problem-solving. Yes, but those skills should be integrated into every other aspect of your child's education. If you're doing a classical, holistic, broad understanding of education, those skills are being exercised. And if you really want to augment that in terms of mathematics, then we can find other ways to do that as well. Build a garden box and plant things. Go outside and measure the angles of shadows of trees and etc. So you can find ways to augment that area of math if you wish to do so. 
I've also heard, and this is a bonus objection to Saxon, that when families switch from ABECA 3 to Math 5.4 or even 6.5, that they find it boring because it's too easy. Well, yes, because Saxon wants children to approach math from a place of strength, at the beginning of each text, he goes far back and drills on the foundations of mathematical skill and thinking again. I promise you, the books do pick up. If you're really convinced that your child has not been placed correctly in Saxon math, please see my video on the Sunlight Math Assessment Resources. You can go on there and assess your child yourself. My one word of caution would be you really need to believe the assessment results. I see parents being like, oh, it says they should be in math 6-5. I don't think so. I want them to be advanced. And it just ends in frustration because while the beginning of the book goes back to foundations, the pace of the book and the place it eventually gets them to is far different in 7-6 than it was in 6-5. And that brings me to Saxon's resources, especially for high school. You are not alone. They don't leave you in the lurch. There's a series of DVDs, um, I believe they're all on YouTube now as well, called Dive that you can purchase that walk the students through each incremental step from a professional instructor. In high school, my exception to Saxon is that we use Jacob's Geometry, again, per the recommendation of Mother of Divine Grace, because it is Euclidean, and it's really a course in mathematical logic and clear thinking as much as a necessary credit for high school math. We also are looking at the possibility of using local colleges because we have special access. My word of caution and my biggest concern there, of course, is that a college math class is not just math. There's also the whole social aspect. So we're going to be very cautious about going there. Nevertheless, there are ways to do it cautiously and with circumspection. So that is our math homeschool curriculum. I hope that it has been helpful to you. If you are unsure about what you're using for math, I am happy to talk to you. So please visit me at verityed.com and book a consult. Also, look out for more videos and tutorials on more specific mathematical skills and how to teach them Socratically to your child and different habits that you can form to make sure your kids are getting a great math education. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss those. And I'll see you next time on Verity Ed. Music